0: Amen. Amen. All right. So like I said, this morning, we're going to, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of a heavy subject this morning. So I I wanted to share something a little funny with you guys. I thought it was kind of fun just to kind of begin because, but it actually ties into the message here. Just a little story here. There was a pastor who asked an older farmer decked out in bib overalls to say grace for the morning breakfast. Lord, I hate buttermilk, the farmer began. The visiting pastor opened one eye to glance at the farmer and wonder where this was going. The farmer loudly proclaimed, And Lord, I hate lard. Now the pastor was growing really concerned. Without missing a beat, the farmer continued, And Lord, you know I don't much care for raw white flour. The pastor once again opened an eye to glance around the room and saw that he wasn't the only one to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Then the farmer added, but Lord, when you mix them all together and bake them, I do love some warm, fresh biscuits. So Lord, when things come up that we don't like, when life gets hard, and when we don't understand what you're saying to us, Help us to just relax and wait until you are done mixing. It'll probably be even better than biscuits. And the church said, amen, amen, right? I love that story. I just love that little kind of visual illustration because uh, I, I think it pertains to what we're talking about. How many people know we all walk through really painful things in life, right? We walk through things in life that are hard, things that we hate things that we cannot stand, and, and for some of us, pain affects us in much deeper ways than other people, right? There's some of us, man, we're just tough, you know what I mean? We can walk through something, and, and, and we just, and maybe we think we're tough, but we walk through something, and, and, and it's, but it's hard, and there's some of us that really, when it comes to pain and dealing with really difficult circumstances, we, it, we absorb it in ways that other people don't, and so we've been in this series, Pastor Curtis has been in this series called Peace of Mind, and I'm thankful this morning. I'm actually really, really thankful this morning that I get to share with you guys and talk to you guys on the subject of depression, okay? I want to share with you guys a little bit on the subject of depression. And it, it's, it's a huge, huge issue. I'm thankful that, that – thank you. Where are you at, Pastor Kurz., Okay, thank you for, for letting me share on this this morning. Um, and maybe you're wondering this morning, like, who is this guy up there talking about depression? You know what I mean? Like, who does he think he is? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I am absolutely no expert when it comes to this. I am no specialist, um, because I've never personally struggled with depression, or you might call it clinical depression, you know, depending on how you, but I do feel like I have a, a close personal connection to this. Um, as we discovered six months ago, and even before that, when my, when my mom passed away, uh, she had uh, severe severe depression in her life, and dealt with that in many, many different ways throughout her life, and uh, it, was, it was a huge, huge struggle for her, something very personal that she didn't get to share a whole lot with, but it's a connection that I have, and, and so, anyway, it still left me wondering, God, like, how do I talk about this? I've never really walked through this, and I don't want to insult anyone who's ever walked through this in any way by just coming up on a platform and saying a bunch of stuff, Okay. So how do I talk about this? And I I felt like the only thing I knew how to do was just ask God, right? Because how many people know God knows he's way smarter than you and way smarter than me, all right? And he has all the answers. And so I asked him, I I just said, God, like, how do you want me to talk about this? How do you want me to talk about this? And I felt like he gave me two words. Gave me the word hope and he gave me the word truth. And I feel like he said, I want you to give him hope and I want you to give him truth. Give them hope and give them truth. And I just, and so I want to try to do that this morning. I want to help point us to the God of all hope and point us to the God of all truth. So that's what we're going to try to do this morning. But I do ask one thing. I have one request, one ask, that as we talk about depression a little bit, that even if this is something you've never walked through, you've never dealt with, you've never even thought about, that please don't tune me out. Please don't tune me out because if it's not for you, guess what? It's for someone else. And that's really powerful because if it's for someone else, you have an opportunity to be light and you have an opportunity to be love and you have an opportunity to be hope to them, right? So we all have a role to play when it comes to this. And so don't tune me out, but, but be open. so uh, let, let me just start with this, and, and there's going to be some uh, – you can actually follow along on the YouVersion app if you have that open too. There will be some notes there or whatever. And uh, there'll be some notes up on the screen. So I just want to start real foundationally, real basic here. What is, what is depression? Okay. Maybe you hear that word. And that word has actually got a lot of connotations and maybe been given a lot of different definitions. And maybe you've had a different understanding of what that is. Um, but what is depression at its very, very basic foundational level? Well, depression, it's way, way more than just being sad. Okay, I want you to just understand it's way more than just being sad. We've all been sad before in this room, right? Right, they didn't have your favorite drink at Starbucks. Okay, somebody kicked your puppy. All right, whatever it is, right? So there's things that, like, make us sad. Okay, but depression is way, way deeper than sadness, okay? The Mayo Clinic actually defines it this way, that depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest, also called major depressive disorder, or we probably may be familiar, clinical depression. Okay, it affects how you feel, it affects how you think, how you behave, and it can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems. Uh, you may have trouble doing normal day-to-day activities, and sometimes you may feel, as, you, may, you might even feel like life's not even worth living. It's more than just about being, in, like, having the blues. It's really important to understand that. Okay, depression and, and here's, here, this is huge. This is the Mayo Clinic saying this too, by the way. Depression isn't a weakness. You need to understand that. Depression is not a weakness, and it's not something that somebody can just snap out of, okay? So it's not like you run across somebody and say, hey, just, come on, dude, just snap out of it. For those walking through depression, it's a real thing. It's, it's, it can be crippling. It can be crippling. So the, the Mayo Clinic has a really great understanding of what depression is, right? So just some root causes real quickly to, for you guys. What are some root causes of depression? And we're going to kind of, I don't want to spend a whole, whole lot of time here and throw, like, overwhelm you with information, but I want you guys to understand. First of all, there can be what's called an inherited brain chemistry, okay? What does that mean? It basically means that some of us are born with brains that are more susceptible to feeling, to being depressed, right? It's almost, you might relate it to diabetes or some other thing, right? That, that you, so, some of us are just born, right? How many people know when we're, when we're born, our bodies are already starting to die, right? We're already starting to age. And so the reality is your organ, your brain, it's flesh, right? And so it's starting to, it, it's aging. From the moment you're born, it's aging, okay? And so we can be born, literally, Certain people can be born with an inherited brain chemistry that makes depression more likely to occur, right? There can be life circumstances, okay? Loss of your job, right? Loss of work, death of a loved one, um, divorce, abuse, trauma, you know, low self-worth, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself. There could be physical sickness, ailments, right? And this is a huge one, I think, especially for believers, Right, is that we can also get stuck in our past. We can get really stuck in our past, whether it's processing difficult emotions, difficult feelings, decisions we've made, choices we've made, we can get stuck. We can just look in our past and just get stuck. And so there's a lot of really root causes, but I really want you guys to understand from the foundation, and let me just say this, okay, because this is really huge. If you've ever felt, and I'm not calling anyone out, but if you've ever felt like you've walked through depression before, you've ever felt what kind of what we're talking about, can I just break off shame, if there's ever been any shame in your life that anyone has ever thought that you were wrong or anyone ever thought that, like, you were living in sin, per se, or that you, were, that, that you weren't pleasing God in some way? Because the reality is that, unfortunately, unfortunately, the church has not done a very good job at dealing with this subject. And, and, and whether intentionally or unintentionally, caused a lot of people to feel shame. That I can't share what I'm walking through. That if I do, people are going to think that I'm wrong or that I'm living in sin or that there's something wrong with me. Let me just tell you something. Jesus, break shame off. Break shame off of every person who's feeling that. I don't know, I don't know whether anybody's ever felt that or you're feeling that. But there's nothing wrong with you. You are loved. You are created exactly the way God created you to be. He loves you. You have exactly the kind of brain that he wants you to have, and you are not alone. So the shame part, we're getting that out of here right now, okay? So that's gone, all right? So we, we got to address that. Thank you. Um, but it's really important to understand some of the root causes, why this stuff happens, and those are some reasons why, okay? Um, I'd like to look at it like this, and I think there will be a little image, a graphic up on the screen, but it's important that we, we think about depression Kind of like an iceberg. Is that image up there? I'm not sure if it's up. Okay, good. All right. So, and this is in your notes as well. You can kind of look at this a little closer. But depression is sort of like this iceberg because you can really only see the smallest part on the top, right? The majority of the iceberg is where? Underneath the water. So, what you see, you might see somebody with, uh, whether it be about yourself or someone else around you, right? low mood sadness maybe they struggle to get out of bed you struggle to get out of bed right there's just kind of this social like i'm withdrawing from being around people i don't want to be around people you know it might affect your eating you know what i mean or not eating at all okay but that's literally just the stuff on the top right that's not even the real like things going on underneath because when you look underneath the surface what you don't see i won't read all of them but look at look at some of those things that you don't see you don't see the guilt you don't see the shame Worthlessness. Come on, I'm going to call it out in church this morning. Suicidal thoughts, okay? It's real, right? Self-hatred, grief, numbness, right? This is all the stuff that's brewing underneath for those who are feeling and walking through depression. So it's a real, real thing. You probably interact and, and, interact and walk with people every single day that you don't even know that are dealing with this. That are hurting, and I just want to—I just want to ask us take a sidebar real quick as the church that we be sensitive, that we be open to that to those individuals, to ourselves, to people in this room right now, who are really feeling this and really walking through this. And so, um, that—that's from uh, the Depression Project. Just—just just, I want to just kind of give you guys some sources on some of these. But depression is huge. It's you only see a little bit on top. Underneath is really where where the where it all lies. And so. Uh, let's just kind of bring this back to Scripture for a second. When we think about the Word of God, we think about the Bible, um, maybe we think, well, all those people in there, there ain't nobody who's ever dealt with this before, right? There ain't nobody who's ever felt the way I felt. Well, I'm just going to mention one person because there were actually several, several people that dealt with depression, I think, in the, when we look back in Scripture. But the first one, and the, the only one we're really going to talk about this morning is David, okay? David was a man... Right? How many people know he, he was a man who experienced incredible victory in his life, right? but he also experienced incredible trauma? Right? He literally sent a man off to war to die, to, to be killed, and then he slept with that man's wife. Okay? He walked through people trying to kill him, hunt him down. Right? He walked through some crazy stuff in life. And, it, and mixed in and all that stuff is a lot of grief, a lot of trauma and a lot of depression. Okay? I believe, and we look at Psalms 38. Look at this with me. Psalms 38 verses 6 and 8. It says, I am, this is David. He says, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all day long. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. I don't know about you, but that sounds like to me a man who's walking through something really hard. Okay? Have you ever felt like that before? Psalms 42, verse 5, in the Passion, it says, So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? And this is what he goes on to say. This is, this is the ending here. Scott should come back here to this later. But he comes to find the Lord's salvation. He says, So then, my soul, why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God, your Savior, for no matter what, I, was, I will still sing with praise, for you are my saving grace. David had to literally speak to his soul. But he was literally in the midst of, of so, much, so much pain in his life. He walked through so much pain. Now, here's where I really want us to spend the majority of our time this morning. I want us to talk about some truths this morning. I really want to talk about truth, okay? Because if you've ever felt like you've walked through depression, even the smallest to the biggest bout or whatever it is, I want to share truth with you this morning. There is truth for you, okay? There is hope for you. Um, number one is this, while depression is real, depression is very real, it can also be a real liar. I want you to hear that. Please hear that, okay? Depression is very real. I'm not trying to negate anybody from feeling that, if you've ever walked through that or you're walking through it right now with something, but let me also suggest this, that depression can also lie to you, okay? It can also lie to you. Here's a couple lies real quick. I don't know if you've, if, if you've ever felt this or thought this before, but you'll be, you'll be depressed. This is sometimes depression says this you'll be depressed the rest of your life, or at the very best, just coping with depression. And see, the way the, this happens is that the enemy, right, the enemy of our souls, right, Satan loves, loves, loves to take, right, something like this and use it towards us, right, to whisper lies through us that we walk through, whether it be sickness, whether it be addiction. But in this case, what we're talking about this morning, maybe you've walked through this. Well, guess what? Man, the enemy has got you where he wants you because if he can use that to lie to you and to make you feel something that's not true, that's exactly what he's going to do. So these are some of those lies that, that he whispers through that, right? You are broken and flawed. You are broken and flawed. Let me share the truth with you this morning. This is really, really important. Something with with depression, you need to understand, we're kind of going back to the clinical side here, something's disordered in your body. It's really, really important to understand that, that when we're walking through depression, when somebody's walking through, something's disordered, and typically it starts here, right? We know it starts right here in the brain, okay? We talked about it earlier. Sometimes people, we're just born with a brain chemistry, right, with biological factors that predispose us to being more vulnerable to this. And it's literally there's something in the brain where the thinking doesn't mean you're, you're not intelligent, you're not smart, you're not talented. It just means your thinking is, is off, right? It just means you're thinking. So like feeling hopeless about something that could actually work, okay? Where, norm- where some, some people would say, oh, that's no big deal. That'll work out. Maybe you feel incredibly hopeless over or feeling sad about something when really things are actually fine right? This is when our thinking can just be tweaked and can be off, all right? And so depression lies to you. It's, under, it's really important to say it lies to you when it says that nothing can be done, right? There's no, your thinking can't be changed. Your mind can't be changed. Nothing can be done. That is a total lie. And I want you to just understand that this morning. You are not flawed. You are not broken. You are not weak, right? There's, there's tweaking that's involved there. And, I, and, and for those who've walked through this, hopefully you understand that, that depression is treatable. Okay? Depression is treatable. All right? So number one, while depression is real, it can also be a real liar. Truth number two, depression is something you go through, not someone you are. Depression is something you go through. Not something you are. See, here's here's I think the favorite lie that the enemy uses, right? This is who you are, and this is who you'll always be. I remember when I walked through um, addiction, I walked through a, a a pornography addiction for 13 years of my life, and I just remember there were moments where I was like, "This is just who I am. This is just how things are going to be. I'm never going to get free." I'm never going to be the man that God wants to be. I'm never going to be married. I'm never going to be able to have kids. I'm going to be this, you know, just, I, I just felt, I felt shame. I felt weird. I felt if I were to talk to people, right, they would think I was crazy or weird or, or gross or whatever, right? But this is who you are. I took on that lie. This is who you are, okay? But let me again say, this is not who you are, Okay? This is not who you are. Depression, addiction, right? Pain, really. Come on. We all walk through pain, don't we? It's something you walk through. It's not something you are. Some people, I feel like this morning, I feel like you really need to hold on to that and take that. This is something I'm walking through. This is not who I am. This is not who I'm going to be, right? I'm not going to be. I'm walking through this. I'm not alone. I know that I'm, I'm with people. The Lord is faithful. I'm going to make it, and you will make it. You will make it this morning. But this is a favorite lie, that this is who you are. It's, it's, it, it, depression is very real. Again, I want to go back to that. Again, I'm not trying to invalidate anything that you, you, somebody might be feeling. Depression is very real, but it's an experience. It's not your identity. It's not your identity. See, I think, I think we have a language problem in our society. Okay? Can I share the language problem? Sometimes I've heard people, whether it's with addiction, okay, I I take myself for it with addiction or depression, like we're talking about this morning. And I hear people say, well, you know what? I'm depressed. I'm depressed. But it's interesting that, that you don't hear people who have cancer say, I'm cancerous. I'm cancerous. No, no, what do you hear people say? I have cancer, right? I'm walking through cancer, I'm fighting cancer, I'm battling cancer, but people don't normally say, I'm cancerous, right? So why do we take on that label? I'm telling you, it's more than just words, okay? It's an identity thing, okay? We're taking on an identity. You are, that is not, depression is not who you are, right? It is not your identity. And again, I want to say, I want to offer you, listen, depression is treatable, It's treatable. There are so many solutions, so many treatments, so many helps out there. Whether it's therapy, medication, exercise, nutrition, uh, sleep therapy, light therapy, right? Treating the underlying medical conditions. There's a whole list of 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 helps and 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 uh, treatments out there for you. But I thought this was really interesting, especially as it relates to our identity. Right? This is huge. That there's actually been neuro brain imaging, right? When I say neuro, I'm talking about the brain, okay? Brain imaging that shows that as you change the way you think, that your literal brain structure will change too. Did you know that that as you begin to change your thoughts, as we begin to surrender our mind to the Lord and we get in His Word and we get around people and we get engaged with what God is speaking and what His voice is saying? Did you know your literal brain can change? The pathways in your brain can literally reroute. When I say neural pathways, I'm talking about like ditches. Imagine a ditch with me, okay? The more you do something, the more you look at something, the more you think something, you create pathways. But as you begin to build new thoughts, right? New truths in your life, truth that is real, that is from the Lord, right? Not these lies that we take on, right? I'm telling you, your brain, your literal brain will change. Isn't that crazy? I heard one uh, uh, therapist say before that our brain is actually plastic. Did you know that your brain is plastic? You know why? Because as much as you can change it, as much as you can become addicted to something, you can also become healthy. Your brain can literally become unaddicted and back to health again. It's not, you're not stuck in where you're at. You don't have to be stuck in where you're at. The last truth is this I just want to share with you is that God is bigger than depression. If you haven't heard me say anything else this morning, please hear this. The God that I serve, the God that we serve, is bigger than depression. Come on, let me call out a couple other things. Our God is bigger than addiction. Our God is bigger than trauma. Our God is bigger than pain. Our God is bigger than divorce. Our God is bigger than death. Why? Because he defeated it right? Because he conquered it. Because, he, he, because he's big. We serve a big God. I've never walked through depression before. I have walked through addiction. But I don't know about you, I know a God who, who restored me, and he broke addiction in my life, and he restored me freedom. He restored truth to me, and I'm so thankful for that. Look at Proverbs 12, verse 25. It says anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the hearts. Here's a couple things here. Get in community. You see, I want you to everybody look around. Do you see the people around here? I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna raise my hand first. Ready? We are some really broken people. Okay. But I'll tell you one other thing that's even better. We love Jesus with all of our hearts. There's some people in here. We're really broken. (laughs) We're really, you know what I mean? Like, we're, you know, man, I don't know what I would do without the Lord. Okay, but there are some people in this room that love Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, you are not alone this morning. So I want to encourage you. I know it's hard. I, I know it's hard. It's so much easier to hide. It's so much easier for people not to see what's going on with me, to just hide in that isolate, that, that place of isolation. I don't want somebody to know, I don't want somebody to see me. They're going to think I'm crazy, they're going to think I'm weird, they're going to think I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, what, all the, again, lies. They're lies. I love you, but they're lies. It's not the truth this morning. Surround yourself with life-giving friendships. I had this, I don't know if, if we had this up on the screen, Psalms 30, verse 11. Psalms 30, verse 11. I'll get pulled up real quick, if I even have it here, right here. Here it is, Psalms 30, verse 11. I love this. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. How many people have done that, had that from the Lord, right? He's turned your mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, right? God has the ability to do that this morning, to to take away the shame, to cleanse you from shame, to, to restore joy into your life. See, I want you to understand something. The Lord cares about your thinking. I don't think we really remember that. Like, He cares about what I'm thinking. He cares about my feelings. He cares about my thoughts. He cares about who I feel like I am, right? He cares about those things. And I believe this morning that God wants to minister to some minds I believe he wants to minister to some brains this morning. I believe he wants to minister to emotions and feelings. And most of all, I feel like God really wants to minister to pain this morning. Would you do this with me? Would you close your eyes? Because I do want to take just some time here. I don't, I don't want to rush this moment because I really believe. I, just, I shared this with a couple people this, this week that I just feel not because I'm anything at all, because I am nothing. But I feel like this has been one of the most important and significant messages for me that I've ever gotten the chance to share this morning. And so we're going to just take some time here to worship the Lord. But before we do, I just feel like I want to invite some people to come forward. I'd love the prayer team to be ready to pray. But but I really want us this morning, there's three specific lies this morning that I want to call out. There's some lies that I want to—I I want us to expose this morning, that I don't want you to walk out of this room thinking, feeling, taking on, embracing as your identity this morning. And it's going to take some boldness. It's going to take some courage for you, for someone next to you, to come forward. But I'm gonna, I want to—I want us to speak to some of these this morning. And if this is you, I really want you to come forward, and we're going to have some people up here. Tracy, if you'll come forward and some other people to just come be ready to pray, and I want you guys to stand up here with with, with people who come up, but if you feel like you've walked through these lies and you're walking through this right now, we're going to shake, we're going to break them this morning. We're not walking out of it here this morning with them. We're going to let God bring about new grace and, and his love, his extravagant, extravagant love this morning for us. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we just thank you. We come to you right now, God as people who are broken without you god we are nothing with you we are everything father and so lord i just i just want to thank you this morning that even just for a few minutes i've been able to talk about this subject and i feel really humbled god to talk about this because i know this is this is real and so right now we we want to speak to some lies right now i want to speak to the lie right now that says that, to someone in here that life isn't worth living. That you're believing a lie that your life is not worth living. That you would be, people would be better off without you. That there's no point, no reason in you being here. I want to speak to that lie right now and I want to rebuke it, but I want to release a renewed sense of purpose onto your life that you know why you're here on this planet, that the Lord has a purpose for you, that he created you, that he is your father, that you are his son. Listen, this doesn't just apply to to girls, okay, to women, all right? Guys, this is you too, okay? The Lord says this morning that you are my son. You are my daughter. I love you. I died for you. I gave everything to give to you. And so right now, we, we break off that lie. And if you've ever felt that, if you've ever, if you've ever thought that, I want to challenge you this morning, I encourage you this morning to come forward that we can pray with you, that we can agree with you that your life has purpose this morning. Your life has purpose this morning. You have a reason for being here. Secondly, I want to speak to that lie this morning that says to someone that here that nobody cares about you. Come on, if you've ever felt that, if, you've, if you're thinking that right now, if you're feeling like that. Come forward, walk forward so that we can agree with you and we can break off that lie. Because nothing could be further from the truth in your life. You are surrounded by people that love the Lord. You are surrounded by people who have been set free from from pain, set free from addictions, set free from brokenness in their life. And so, God, we just break off the lie that no one that, that, that that lie that nobody cares about me, nobody loves me. I'm worthless. I'm not, I'm not even no, we break it off. We rebuke that line, we release life that you are loved, that you are cared for, that you're not alone in your pain. Somebody here this morning, you need to hear this. You need we need you. We need you. You are needed. You are loved. And the last lie just I feel led to just kind of lead us in this morning is I want to speak to the lie. There's a lie this morning that says that you can't escape your past and what you've done. You can't escape your past. You can't escape what you've done. The decisions you've made, the choices you've made are permanent, and they define you. No, no. Through Jesus, through his blood on the cross, his blood that was spilt for me, I am redeemed, and I am restored this morning. And so we rebuke that lie, God, and we release the word that says, In Christ, you are a new creation this morning. You are a new creation this morning. Do you guys know in that scripture the word for new actually means something that was literally created from nothing? Jesus didn't just come to improve our lives. He came to make us new creations, something that was not, but now is this morning. And so I just want us to take a minute just to worship the Lord. We're going to sing, just worship. I want to encourage you just to come forward. Don't don't be locked in your seat. If you feel like something's speaking to you, we've got people up here to pray with you, to love on you, to encourage you, to just agree with you on the truth, to just agree with you on the truth. You are loved. You are accepted. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we set forth the truth. We release truth into, your, into, into the lives of your, your sons and daughters right now. Father, we just want to cry out how much we need you this morning. How much we need you this morning. We just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come, set us free. Pray that you would extinguish the lies of the enemies right now. The lies of the enemy right now. That I'm not worthy. That my life isn't worth it that no one cares about me. In Jesus' name, minister healing grace this morning, God, to your people. Lord, we need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Father.